Welcome to Let It Ride with True North, the podcast where we interview people in trucking. Whether they're drivers, family, or simply in the industry, we are here to spotlight them and their experiences. I'm Milan, the Community Engagement Manager here at True North, and together with my colleague Maddie, we'll bring you real conversations and stories you won't find anywhere else on the road. Let's ride. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the show. Today, we are continuing our Women in Trucking series on the podcast with one of our owner-operators, Donna. We'll get into everything from how she got into trucking, homeschooled her kids from her cab, her journey into healthy eating, and spoiling our grandbabies. As a side note, this episode was recorded a week before the Mid-America Trucking Show in March 2022, where True North had a booth and got to meet Donna and so many other True North owner-operators. Let's get into it. Hi, Donna. Thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited to be talking to you. Where are you right now? I'm at a rest area in Alabama. Nice. How's the weather? It's warm. It's nice. It's not too hot. Okay, good. I'm glad that spring has sprung. I know. I'm excited. Donna, I live in Minnesota and I just... I need spring. I need it. Yes. I hate winter. Well, I hate winter too. I hate the dark early hours too, because all yeah. the truck stops fill up at five o'clock. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. People think once it's dark, they can't drive anymore. Okay. <laughs> Especially for those first few days, you're like, oh, I'm disoriented. It's hard. You do it for a living, would expect yeah. something different from y'all, but it, you know, it doesn't right. seem like it, it matters as much. So what do you love about trucking? Freedom. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm owner operator, I really feel like I have freedom. I don't like being cooped up in a building. I tried working in a car place, making cars. I couldn't stand it. I hated it. (laughs) I don't like to be cooped up. (laughs) What were you doing before you started driving? What's your past career look like before you were an owner operator? That you were a company driver? You're a waitress. Huh. I worked at Waffle House. That's where I worked when I actually decided to go to trucking school. And I was fixing to go to school for management at Waffle House. And I decided to go drive a truck. Okay. First of all, to be a waitress at Waffle House is like already super badass. I've never been to a Waffle House. But what I've heard is that there is a lot of ruckus that goes down there. Is that true? Not the ones I worked. Okay. Maybe it depends. I worked at night shift. Yeah. I mostly worked at Waffle Houses in Ohio and they are very strict. Okay. They're pretty tame in Ohio. I worked three shifts in a row for one night and then they needed somebody down at another store. And I went down there. I was so tired. I sat down in a booth to take somebody's order just to rest for a minute. And Mm -hmm. somebody turned me in and I got rode up. Third shift in a row, and I still got rode up. Uh, they are very strict in Ohio. Well, okay. At their Waffle Houses. Everything has to be done by the book. All right. That's good to know. If you are in Ohio, go to the Waffle House. There won't be any <laughs> ruckus going on there. <laughs> nope. Yeah. yeah. And they had cameras in there. They had emergency phones in there. So, like, when the drunks come in there, bars, they learned eventually. You can't. You're going to jail. You do. Okay. Well, that's good to know. The one in Atmore, Alabama is probably the worst one I've ever been in. 
Which one did you say? Atmore, Alabama. How come? What makes it the worst? Yeah. They didn't know how to make a chicken melt, for one. <laughs> they argued with me on how to make it. Oh, you were a customer. You weren't working. The food, yeah. I was, okay. uh, I, I, yeah. The place was dirty. It wasn't clean. Like I could never work here. I'd go insane. Did you tell them that you're like a Waffle House celebrity? That you're a when she was arguing with me on how a chicken melt's supposed to be made. Yeah, I did. Waffle House for years, but I know how to make chicken melt. That's oh it. I'll come back and make it myself if you want. <laughs> I would love for you to just come out of nowhere and just be like, "All right, guys, I got this kitchen." It's mine now. <laughs> My name's Donna. I worked at a Waffle House once, and I'm going to let you know what is going on. <laughs> I'm your new boss. <laughs> or at least that's how I imagined it in my head. <laughs> yeah. When I was in Dayton, Tennessee, they opened a brand new Waffle House there. And they still ain't got it. You need to get in there and show them how it's done. Yeah, Without... I said, I know how to do everything in this store. And they're like, well, why don't you come get a job? I said, because I make more money doing what I do. Yeah, and I have done that. When you were working at Waffle House, you said you decided to go get your CDL. What ultimately triggered that decision? I had a boyfriend at the time, and he drove trucks. I learned after that. Don't... No more truck drivers. No. But it seems like something really good came out of it, because now look at you, and look at your career and all that you've been able to accomplish since. Yep. How long have you been driving, Donna? Tell them you about like since 96. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And how many miles do you have? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Or to keep in track? No. Okay. If you I'm have sure. to guess. I would say at least 3 million. How many yeah. trucks have you driven in your career? I don't know. A lot. You're a company driver for quite some time, right? Yeah. I mean, I worked for Crete for quite a while, but I've worked for a lot of companies because there's so many companies out there now that rip you off or they say they're taking money from this and stuff that don't even exist, I don't think. Mm -hmm. But I got tired of being a company driver to all the rules. So then I started driving for owner operators. So I drove for different owner operators. And then I tried the lease purchase thing. That's garbage. <laughs> that is <Okay>. total garbage. <laughs> Tell me more about that. That just all the expenses that they take out, you're not left with hardly nothing for a check. Yeah. You'd have to live in your truck and not have any bills to pay for a truck through lease purchase. Okay. What does it mean to be a safe driver? Always looking up ahead of you is the biggest one I think of. Always know what's going on as far up ahead as possible at all times. It's important to look behind you and beside you also, but in front of you is like the most important important because you gotta have time to stop it takes us a long time to stop so if there's something going on a quarter of a mile up ahead you need to know right then so that gives you that time to stop in that quarter mile my dogs are barking i hear them oh your your dogs are here yeah they're, they're in the truck over yeah. there but they rolled my windows down so now they're barking to everybody do they want to be in the show i don't know <laughs> Too many people around, they'll bark your head off. <laughs> their head off. So do you always seek your dogs? I took the puppy until a week or two ago, whenever I come back out. 
I had her by herself for a while, getting mm-hmm. her used to it. And then this last time I brought the older one. And so it's my first time having both of them. Did they get along well? Oh, yeah. They wrestle yeah. a lot, especially at night when I get done driving. They jump on the bed and they get right up behind me and start wrestling. And mm-hmm. hitting me in the back. I'm like, get off me. You know, it's like constantly, get off me. Hey, <laughs> give me some space. Do they have a, a dog bed for the truck? Yeah, but they don't sleep in it at night. They sleep with me. They sleep with you. Yeah, they know where it's at. They want the extra. They have one on each side of me, and I can't even <laughs> turn over without making. That's <laughs> so fun. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. that. I wake up in the mornings, and I'm constantly trying to knock the puppy off so I can get out of bed. And at that point, are they ready to go as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah. One thing about dogs, they're always ready to go. <laughs> Does not matter what time it is. No. No. Are they, do they take a lot of naps during the day? Does the movement of the truck help them? Yeah, they sleep a lot. Food? And they'll wake up and they'll wrestle and they'll eat and they'll, get, they'll go back to sleep. And it's off and on all day. I'll get up and look out the window for a while. <laughs> always tell when somebody has a dog because you see smudge prints all over their window so yeah true. that is really true yeah they want to like touching the window with their wet nose <laughs> yes i clean my windows every yeah. day oh my goodness do they get any special treats on the road i buy treats for them and give them to them, but i don't they don't get no type of food or anything like that good for you i feel like that's a a very hard thing for a lot of dog owners is to be like, you're not getting any table food. Well, if you think about how unhealthy it is for them, you know not to do it. But yeah. A lot of people don't think about that. Oh, they want it. They want it. Yeah. And also, they want, yeah, they want everything. They eat grass, like sticks, <laughs> yeah. grass. It, it doesn't matter. They, they want it anyway. I'll open up a plastic bag and it'll be something that they won't even want. It'll be like, whatever. And my dog will be like, oh, that's for me because it's a plastic <laughs> bag. And that's what the... Every time I get one out and they hear that rattle, they will... their heads come out like, what do you got? <laughs> and they'll see my mitt now and they'll just lay back down. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just constantly opening up mints and your dogs are like, <laughs> yeah. excuse me, I would like to have minty fresh breath. <laughs> I, I get them cookies, doggy cookies and stuff at PetSmart or Petco or... Yeah. Yeah. So. Is that your dog in the background? Yes. I can That's the that. puppy. There's somebody walking a dog. Oh. And okay. they've got my windows all the way down. <laughs> She's hoping for a walk, too. Yeah. I did. I took them out. I stepped in it. Okay, <laughs> 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 can't get it all over my shoe. Uh, yeah. How do, you, now. how do you, like, clean... Do you take your dogs into the rest stops? Like, how do you make sure that your dogs are clean? They have doggy baths at a couple of places now. That's um, cool. Virginia, Rafine, Virginia, the Petro, they have a doggy bath. Costs 10 bucks. It supplies the soap, blow dryer, everything. Wow. There was another one somewhere. Oh, Iowa 80 Truck Stop has one back by their car, truck wash. You go back there with a the truck wash and they have a doggy wash. <laughs> Other than that, they get a bath and yeah. get to one of those. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's really cool. I'm glad that's becoming more of a thing. Yeah, I wish they'd build more of them. I really do. I would use them. Yeah. 
do you have to bring the giant dog bag kibble with you? Yes. Okay. My front floorboard consists of six gallons for water and two bags of dog. Now, I get to buy the smaller bag for the puppy, but she don't eat as much as the other dog, but the regular food, yeah, have a bigger bag. Okay. Some of your space is being taken up by dog food, which makes sense. You have two dogs. There are two more mouths to feed. Now that it's getting warm, I have a dog crate carrier, but it mm. twists. It goes together, stored, and I'm going to have to start putting the puppy in it when I go take a shower. Because usually I'll turn my truck off so she can't roll the windows down. <laughs> so now it's getting warm. And I don't want to turn the truck off and I get too hot. So she'll be going in her carrier when I go in and take a shower. I love that she rolls the windows down. I'm I'm just picturing this in my mind. What's funny is Zoe used to, she would put her foot on it. And as soon as it would start to roll down, she would take her foot off because she scared her. Zoe is scared of everything. She's scared of her own shadow. (laughs) The puppy, Chloe, she ain't scared. She keeps her foot right on that butt and rolls the windows all the way down. She unlocks the doors. She is. Unlocks the doors. They lock the doors, too, when I get out. Oh, no. Lock the doors, too. I have to make sure I keep the key on me. Oh, no. Have you ever been locked out of your truck? Yes, once. It's horrible. Yeah, what do you, what's your process when that happens? I call a locksmith that's experienced with trucks. Sometimes they're hard to find, I guess. Oh, well, it probably just takes a while, too, once you do find one for them to get to you. And if you lock yourself out of a freight liner, you can go and find 10 drivers. More than likely, you're going to find a key that fits your truck. No way. Yeah, they only made like four keys. Are you hungry? That sounds dangerous. Yeah, but. Yep. I used to carry keys, you know, from different companies and stuff. When I drove freight liners, I used to keep the key. In case somebody did lock themselves out. Oh, that's nice. I'm glad you're using your key powers for good and not evil. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't want no part of that. <laughs> I love it. Ever. I love it. Yeah. that That's crazy to me. That's true. I'm glad that you can get yourself out of a bind, but that does not seem safe. Yeah. So you're talking about your dogs and your dog's creature comforts but i want to know what your creature comforts are chocolate chocolate (laughs) it's a good one and they actually make chocolate now that has stevia oh it's a natural sweetener yeah at walmart they finally stouffer's came out with it so i buy a lot of that and carry it gotcha yeah what else what's your what are your the things that you just have to have on the road? I know that you're talking about like health food and stuff like that. I'm but a tea like, freak. Tea freak. Tea. Okay. What kind of tea? Love tea. Regular brewed tea. Caffeinated, uh, non-caffeinated. Yes. Caffeinated. Caffeinated. Is it hot I or cold? I can't drink anything cold. cold. Yeah, cold, regular sweet tea. Actually, my tea. I like the yellow sweet tea that you can buy. Milo's, have y'all heard of that? I think I know what you're talking about. I'm also a tea, I'm a tea drinker, so. Milo's makes a one with a yellow cap, and it doesn't have regular sugar in it. Okay. The Petro in Knoxville sells it. 
Perfect. And they're uh, in the fuel island in the coolers. They have it by the gallon. So they got stock there, up. I always get it. And I, I buy it at Walmart, stuff like that. But I try to stay away from it as far as the sugar goes as much as possible. Sometimes I just got to have it. <laughs> you deserve that. Yeah. A little sweet treat every now and then. I yeah. just don't want to ever end up back on all that medicine. That's my goal. Okay, so you're a chocolate person, sweet tea, definitely. Do you read books at all? Are you an audiobook listener? Or I used to do a lot of the audiobooks back when you could go to Blind Jays and get them. Mm-hmm. And I would listen to books on tape. I loved that. I did a lot of that because it just made the miles go by doing that. I haven't done it in a long time. Yeah. What are you listening to when you drive now? Are you still the radio or anything like that? Or- I listen to a lot of Road Dog, Chugger Radio. Serial? Yeah. You have a favorite show on there? I've learned a lot on the cooking stuff and the diet stuff, and they talk about a lot of that. Mm -hmm. I can't remember his name. I can't think of their names right now, but who does it? They talk about the different laws and what changes are going on and stuff like that. Is that how you... the country music, too. Is podcasts and things like that or videos like how you stay informed? Yeah, a lot of times. That's cute. You're taking your dogs on the road. And I know that you have a lot of grandchildren. You ever take your kids on the road or grandkids on the road? And what that experience is? I haven't took my grandkids on the road, but when my kids were younger, I used to alternate them a lot of times. I homeschooled my youngest one in the truck for four years, pretty much his whole elementary years. And they told me that if he kept going that way, he would have graduated when he was 16. But... He decided once middle school came, he wanted to go back to school. Wow. So. What was that like? Yeah, I need to know more about this. He loved it. He got to see animals, all different kinds of animals, especially when we'd get out, like, way out west in Wyoming and stuff like that. Animals that you don't normally see. He really liked it. He loved the sceneries and stuff like that. And at that time, I had another miniature schnauzer. Somebody mm-hmm. stole that one out of my yard. Wow. But, yeah, when. When Robert was eight years old, we had a schnauzer, and we bought it in Portland, Oregon, <laughs> on the road. But we would stop in Virginia because they, they had barbecue grills at the rest areas. We would cook on the grill, and he'd play with the dog, and he loved it. Wow. It just seems like you couldn't possibly have time for both. You're a superwoman to be able to do both a job and educate. Yeah. yeah. When I did it, I was driving for Crete. And I didn't have to drive. Like back then, you could run two, three logbooks at a time and get away with it and stuff, which I'm not going to say I didn't do that. But I didn't do it when he was with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we drove our time and then we'd stop. But a lot of times he would do his schoolwork while I was going down the road. We would talk about stuff and I was flying. Wow. And how old is he now? He's 31. Did he get into the trucking industry? Was he like associated with the trucks at all? Like, did he? No, he's a mechanic. Years. He's a mechanic and a tattooist. Now, my other son, I took him, I would take him sometimes in the truck mm-hmm. and with me, and he really liked it, but he, he never drove one, but he's been a mechanic and worked on him since he was 20. Okay. But he knows stays so busy, I can't get a hold of him half the time, so he don't even work on my truck. I can't think of a better way, though, to get practical life experience than to ride in a truck. 
during your school years. What was the most unexpected or best thing that you saw on the road together when you had your son in the truck? Just a lot of the sceneries and stuff. It was just mm-hmm. amazing, I, especially in like Wyoming and Idaho and Nevada. We went into Nevada. You go, you get there at night and you're sitting up on a big hill and you're fixed to go down that hill into the city and it's nothing but lights. It's just amazing. We got to see a balloon festival, hot air balloon festival in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And mm. if you're at the Flying J, you're up on a huge hill. Mm-hmm. So you can see the balloons as they're coming off that hill. It, it, wow. Yeah, we got to see a lot of things that normally we wouldn't see. Beautiful. And would he be uh, doing school year round? Or would it no, we, more? We took summers summer. off just okay. like everybody else did. Okay. But he was very advanced. He's very smart. So he didn't have to do schoolwork in the summer. That's a great. How many states did you cover together? Vermont, we didn't go to. And of course, Alaska, Hawaii. Yes. I think he pretty much covered the rest of them with me. Wow. That's amazing. When I didn't have to pay tolls, I'd go up the Northeast a lot too. Wow. And what's your route now? Anywhere it's not snowing. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't go. I haven't been going up to like Maine and Massachusetts, Connecticut, because the tolls are just so expensive and they're not paying a high enough rate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's I mean, the toll? Pay five or six dollars a mile. Yeah, I'll go, but three or four dollars a mile, I could do that without going up there. That's how much the, the toll is? It's What's... ridiculous. It's well over a hundred dollars to go across the Washington Bridge. It's like 150 bucks or something or 135, something like that. It's a lot. Wow. Florida Turnpike is expensive for trucks now. If you run that whole thing, just going down to Orlando, well over $100. Okay. And I thought that like paying $6 at a toll is a lot. <laughs> for California? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but, uh, you know. Per axle. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. What's the best place that you've been? Because you talked about the hot air balloons. And... I think Wyoming's my favorite. Okay. All the mountains and stuff. It's just gorgeous out there. The sunsets. I tell everybody, if you ain't been to Wyoming, you haven't seen anything yet. What's and specifically about Wyoming other than the sunsets? What makes the sunset so beautiful? And then also, it's you know. All what coming is... off the mountains, I guess. I don't know. The mountains are so huge out there. Okay. It's just really beautiful. Another place is Oregon. You're on 84. There's a place through there where you can see huge waterfalls coming off the mountains. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you get a lot of this from the roads that you just take? You don't have to do a scenic route at all? or No. Okay. No. Are you a scenic route person? It depends on how much. If I've got time, yeah. But nowadays, you just don't ever have time. Yeah. Yeah. One time I was in Spokane, I think it was. Either Seattle or Spokane. And I had to go to Boise, Idaho, and you could come down 95. It takes 10 hours to get from there to Boise, Idaho, but it runs right along the river all the way down. It's gorgeous. And now I probably wouldn't do that because I don't have time anymore to make money, but mm-hmm. doing a lot of stuff with my money right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How's your truck? There's no, you're not doing any maintenance or anything like that yeah i just got through changing out the hubs and brake rotors and all that when i was home this last time just the parts was 
a little over two thousand dollars. Then my mechanic charged me three hundred and eighty to put all that on. Do you have to do a lot of maintenance for you personally? No. Okay. No. I I do pretty good. No, my truck's been pretty good. The air conditioner went out right after I got it. That was covered under the warranty, thank God. Thanks. I have a five seventy nine Peterbilt. Not enough room in it for me though. <laughs> Only for the dogs, right? There's only enough for the dogs. I need more room. Yeah. Are you planning on getting another truck? I want a Volvo. Why specifically Volvo? Just there's a lot of room in it. They ride like a Cadillac. Okay. They're just really smooth riding trucks. They turn on a dime almost. It's just so many different things. Okay. But if you've never driven a Volvo, they'll scare you to death. Because they have so many airbags under them that when you go around turn curves and stuff, you got to get used to it because the truck will actually lean into that curve and it'll make you feel like you're going to turn over, but you're not. That sounds very scary. <laughs> yeah, it is when you first drive on. I've had people tell me that it scared them. Like, ah, you'll get used to it. Eventually you do. And tell us about your schedule. You told us a little bit about like where you like to drive. How long are you out on the road at any given time? Are you out for the week? Are you out for several weeks at a time? Or I like to stay out four weeks at a time. Four weeks? And then I go home for about a week and a half. Cool. Now, sometimes I will. If I could get through the house and do a 34, I'll do that. I love doing that. But where it's at, it's hard to do. <laughs> right. Yeah, so sometimes it just lines up that you're able to go home for the 34. Yeah. You just spend 34 out on the road. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything you like to do if you are out on the road for the 34? What types of things do you like to do with that time? I usually clean my truck. I watch a lot of movies, TV, but I get out with the dogs a lot during that 34, as long as it ain't like raining, pouring out rain and stuff. Exactly. I got one dog that'll hold it till she's about to bust before she wants to get out <laughs> <in> the rain. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so what do you do outside trucking? I love the beach. I go to the beach. I like to get my grandkids and do stuff with them. Take them to arcades or take them to the beach or just take them out to eat. I live 50 minutes from the beach now. Okay. We wanted to talk to you a little bit about your experience being a woman in trucking and would love to hear your experience in the industry. The biggest thing about being a owner-operator and being a female I don't know how to do a lot of things. Some guys, you see them in the truck stops and they're fixing stuff. They're all up in their hood, pulling stuff off. And I don't know how to do all that. So I have to pay to get it done. And a lot of stuff's heavy, so I can't. It's hard to do. Mm -hmm. But I love being an operator, though. This is my first time being a true owner-operator, and I love it. In my last company, I didn't stay with them long at all. And then I found out about y'all, but used to. You could key up on the CV radio without 15 guys wanting to know where you're at, what you're wearing, mm. all this kind of stuff, where you meet me down the road. It used to be really bad, but now hardly anybody talks on CV, so you ain't got to worry about it no more. It was, truck driving is something I wanted to do when I was a kid. So. Yeah. Did you have any people in your family that you looked up to that were truck drivers at all? or were Nobody in my family drove a truck until after me. Okay. You're a trailblazer. Yeah, most of the females in my family are in the medical stuff. Yeah. Hospitals, anesthesiologists, stuff like that, nurses. So I just, I don't like that. 
ever have. I was a time girl growing up too. So I played football and basketball and stuff. I didn't play with dolls. But what about trucks specifically got you interested before you became a truck driver? Always wondering where they were going. They were seeing stuff like that. I wanted to see the country. Yeah. And you mentioned too, you're not trained as a mechanic. You're not fixing parts when they need repair, things like that. Is that something you want to get involved with and learn or you just want to leave that to the experts? Yeah, I'll just leave it to the experts because when I'm home and I'm on my downtime, I don't want to be working on my truck. I want to be going to the beach and doing stuff. Actual downtime. (laughs) Yes. Spend time with my grandbabies. Yes. They can understand. Yeah. That does seem like a lot of work to devote your life to trucking, which some people really love to do. But yeah, you got to have that downtime. You got to get out of that truck. Yeah. When I shut down at night, I don't talk to anybody on the phone. That's my time. <laughs> if you want to talk to me, call me during the day when I'm driving. That's At fair. night, I'm watching TV, I'm petting my dogs, I'm brushing my dogs or something. Yeah, it's done. I talk in my truck, too. I don't know if you've heard about that. I don't know anything about that. But I cook in my truck. Oh, yeah. This was one of the things that you wanted to talk about today. I want to know, how do you eat healthy? I buy bell peppers and squash and zucchini, tomatoes. I make salads in the truck. I'll take those vegetables and cut them up and put stuff on them and cook them in the microwave. I buy sweet potatoes, the ones that are wrapped in the plastic. Mm-hmm. Five minutes in the microwave, they're done. I've got a refrigerator. It's got a little small freezer. So I, I put meat in there. And last night I had a Cornish hen, sweet potatoes, steamed vegetables for dinner. Wow. You're eating better than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lunchbox oven. You remember the old black lunch boxes that opened up? Well, they got ovens now that do that. And you plug it in the cigarette lighter and it cooks everything at 300 degrees. Wow. And I can cook anything in that thing. That is I'll so mix cool. up meatloaf at home and then I'll come out in the truck and cook it in my little oven. I use those little bunt aluminum trays. I know what you're talking about. Whatever will fit in that little bunt aluminum <laughs> foil thing will fit in my little oven. <laughs> So that's, you're talking about a lot of fresh foods and things that can be pretty perishable. So I want to know what your schedule is on getting food in your truck. Do you shop every week? Are you free? Not every couple of weeks. Okay. Not every couple of weeks. Okay. I buy, I also found, I like broccoli cauliflower rice, but before I could only find it in the freezer section. It made it hard for me to have it all Mm -hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. So I finally found it. They have it on a shelf now. It's over with the rices. If you can find it at Walmart. Some of the Walmarts don't carry it, but some mm-hmm. of them do. And I keep lots of that because I'll take chicken, like grilled chicken and ranch and stuff and something quick. Mm-hmm. I don't eat potatoes. I don't eat regular rice. I had lost 83 pounds before. And then when I got with the guy that I'm with now going out to eat all the time I gained a lot of it back so now I'm back to trying to lose it again but about every couple weeks I try to get to a Walmart somewhere buy more okay you're still able to eat healthy which is great why specifically did you want to start initiating that in your truck is it just for health when I weighed or is it yeah when I weighed 240 pounds I was on blood pressure medicine 
cholesterol medicine. I was on type 2 diabetes medicine. You name it, I was on it. But when I lost all that weight, I come off all that medicine. I've always tried to eat healthy ever since. And do you have any other health things that you do on the road? Do you have anything that you start to initiate just to get out of your truck? Any mental health things? TV. <laughs> I like my TV at night. I get through it, but and being outside, let the dogs run. I love that. Sometimes I'll find a big grass here so they can get out and run, which makes me happy watching them. Yeah, I would call that mental health. <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah, having a dog is a mental health break for sure. Yeah. The reason I got a dog to begin with was to get me out of the truck and walking. Because I have That's to really walk smart. At, least, at least three times a day, I have to get out mm-hmm. and walk. Otherwise, I would stay in my truck. I would never get out of it, hardly. Yeah. Well, they're going to remind you if you don't meet that three times a day. They're going to be on your case to get out for a walk. Oh, yeah. They'll get up on the side of my seat. (laughs) Right up against me. Hit me with their paws. We got a potty. (laughs) They hold you accountable. Yeah. When Zoe gets out, she's. Her nose goes straight to the ground, and all she wants to do is smell. It takes her forever to go to the bathroom. Now the puppy, she gets out. She's done five minutes, and she's ready to play. Totally. That's Are you able to kind of line up your schedule with your 30-minute break? Yeah, and a lot of times that's when I put food in my little oven on my 30-minute break. Mm-hmm. Smart. Yeah. I just bought land, and we're getting a beard, and just got the... Well, Doug, the subject tank is getting done next week. Wow. All that stuff. That's That's really exciting. Congratulations. Tell me more about your land. And are you planning on getting any animals? Are you just, is it just going to be your dog? He's wanting to get chickens. And I told him, I said, he wants to get chickens because they're fertilizer for the garden, I guess. I said, well, you take care of them. (laughs) I don't want a part of it. Yeah. You just Uh, reap the benefits. Other than that's the only animals he's talked about. So it's only two acres. Only two acres. That's still. A lot of people don't think that's very much. To me, it looks like a lot. I have an apartment, so. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. out of place. Like... Two acres would be a lot to you. Yeah, I would just spin around like Julie Andrews style. <laughs> You'd just be like, well, look at all this land I have. <laughs> but I want to get a double eye to put on it. Right now we live in a camp. Okay. We're in a fifth wheel right now at a place we're a member of. So cool. Okay. Does it have any great views at all? It's got an awesome sunset. I have a picture on my Facebook. That's oh, the first I thing I noticed that. when we went out there. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. On my phone. I took pictures of it, put it on Facebook. Are you going to garden at your new land? Because it seems like you're a lot of. I'm not. Okay. I'm on the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going, he's going to make like garden beds that are like raised up off the ground. So then you, you can pick your over. own vegetables on the road. Yeah. Cause we go through a lot. He eats a lot of it. We spend a lot of money on it. Is he also as healthy as you are? He still eats regular bread, potatoes and rice. All the fried foods. Yeah. Okay. We haven't sold them yet on the cauliflower rice. Oh, he likes the cauliflower rice. He'd rather have regular rice. <laughs> he eats it when I'm home because that's the only thing I'll eat. But yeah, he's not near as strict. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can imagine him just being like, Donna's away. The carbs will play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope that you rub off of, on him instead of the opposite because that's already happened. Well, he did rub off on me for a while there. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about what it's like to be a woman on the road. What kinds of experiences do you have as a woman in this industry? One is when I'm backing into the dock. It's a different dock. They always watch a woman closer than they do a man because they they don't think a woman can do it type attitude. So then when we do it and we do it better than the men do, they brag about it. They, They actually talk about it. Oh, I've seen truck drivers that could get in that spot, just back right in, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that. It's funny. I, I just laugh about it. I think it's funny. I'd like to just understand this weird, it's either that you're not capable or you're capable and now like we have to brag about it. Those two are very suspect to me. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> but those are the options. Yeah. What else um, have you experienced? And I told you that uh, the one thing I wrote to you was the bathroom situation. And now with COVID mix and everything, it, it made it a lot more difficult. Yeah, tell Nobody me more about use that. The bathroom anymore. These shippers and receivers, they don't want you in their bathrooms. They don't even hardly want you in their building. Most of them, you can't even go in the building. The door, grab your paperwork, and shut the door. And get back. So you got to find a way to, to do that. And. I had to buy a, a camper toilet and I had to keep that in my truck. The hardest part is sometimes it's difficult to find places to empty it. What is it like at the rest stops? Yeah, they're no problem. Okay. You get to the bathrooms and most of them. Okay. But the thing about that is I don't get out of the, I'm scared to get out of the truck at night because I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. So. I won't park it. If I can help it, I will not park it or rest area at night. I have dogs that have to go walk, and I don't trust rest areas. I stopped at a rest area a long time ago on I-95, and I went in the restroom, and I'm in the stall, and there goes the man in the stall next to me. It scared me so bad I didn't have to pee anymore, and I ran out of there. He didn't have time to come out of there. I was gone. Mm. Luckily, I picked the one right beside him. So I saw his legs, feet, and stuff. And so I knew it was a man. He had very big feet and boots. Yeah, it terrified me. So if I do have to go on a rest area, if I know I'm going to spend the night in a rest area, I will stop somewhere at a truck stop on the way and walk mm-hmm. my dog. That way I ain't got to get out. Because I'm just terrified. Yeah. Do you carry any protection or do you have any methods that you do to make sure that you are safe on the road? I had a taser in my truck that worked as a flashlight also, mm-hmm. and it had the, the loud screen on it. Mm-hmm. And I lost it in my truck and I can't. <laughs> mm. I don't know. I had it. I always carried it to bed with me. I don't know if it's like under my mattress somewhere and I didn't even found it yet or what. It's disappeared. So right now I really don't have anything. I have a pocket knife by my bed, but that's about it. Yeah. And what about when you're in your truck? Do you do anything special when you're in your truck at night? If you're at a rest stop or? I go in the sleeper and shut the curtain. And I yeah. try to do that as quick as possible in a rest area. So that way they don't, nobody have time to see that it's a single female in truck by herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
but really I still had to get out at night in truck stops. It is scary. There's so much stuff is happening. Yeah. Donna, where do you try to park overnight if it's not a rest area? I spend a lot of money reserving parking spots at Blind J's, Pilot, Petro, PAs, all four of them. Loves, you can't do that. But yeah, I, I spent quite a bit of money doing that. How much is it to reserve a spot? 15 to 20 bucks. Okay. And you're doing that every night, right? There's sometimes I do it three or four times in a week, but there's other weeks that I get to stop early enough to where I don't have to. Yeah. So one of the things that I heard is that statistically women are more likely to spend more money on transportation at night because of the fact that they feel scared. And this is true for women across the board, right? If you go out at night at all, even if you're in the city, we're more likely to spend money at night to make sure that we get somewhere safely. And it's absolutely crazy that you're doing the same thing. (laughs) I'm afraid to do, I've been afraid to do Uber, being out here alone. Yeah. I mean, so I don't really go nowhere. Yeah. And how is it when you go out to eat? Are you welcomed? I don't really see it now, but used to, you could go in a truck stop and I'm not the only one that's, I've talked to other female drivers about it. And you walk in the truck stop, you sit down like Petro. Mm-hmm. When they had their big restaurants and stuff. And a man would walk in. And he could walk in two or three minutes later. And mm-hmm. they would walk over and wait on that man first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found out it's because they think that men leave better tips. But over the years, I think they've realized that's not always true. It's not the truth. <laughs> women usually, you leave, women are usually the ones to leave the bigger tips than men are. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So... Other than the wait staff, are you being treated well as far as other truck drivers? I don't usually have any trouble now. Like I said, back in the older days, the drivers were always trying to hit on you and stuff. But it hasn't, I would say since COVID hit, Mm -hmm. nobody hardly talks to anybody out here anymore. And I hate that too, but people are just, they've got that whole distant thing in their head now. And a lot of people don't socialize anymore. What was it like to be a truck driver pre-COVID? You would go in a truck stop and sit down and there would be five or six drivers and you could just join right in their conversation, whatever they were talking about. And it was like a family thing. Now you walk in a truck stop and sit down and you may do it 20 times before anybody actually just talks. Yeah. It's just so quiet now. So... I think for us non-truck drivers, the stereotype that we see a lot is that truck drivers don't talk or they're loners. And what you're describing really does sound like a community of people, even if they don't necessarily know each other, they are trying. You've known each other forever. You just start conversating. I did have a conversation with a driver the other night and a TA, he just started talking to me and we started talking about trucks being an owner-operator and stuff like that, I, we talked for about a half an hour inside the store. And like when and you... That hasn't happened in a long time. Yeah. Do you feel like women are a part of that as well? Like it's inclusive to women? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. I have friends that are truck drivers that I keep in contact with. We talk mm-hmm. and stuff. I have a couple of Facebook groups that I, I'm in. And then, of course, the True North owner-operator group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I have a other only thing. I have a female friend that drives a truck, and we met each other when we worked for STI, and we become friends. And we met at a truck stop just talking. Yeah, and we've been friends ever since. Oh, that's nice. Uh, we talk a lot. I've yeah. been trying to get her to come over here. <laughs> well, you know, if now, you our, can't our tell friend her... did. Our yeah? other friend did come over here, Sharon. Yeah, we've both been trying to get her to come over here now. I think that is really important on trying to make a more inclusive fleet as much as we can. I hope it happens. Yeah. So I think it's the security. She's afraid to try something different. I even sent her my uh, that sheet that Louise sent us. It had all our earnings and what we spent on fuel and all that stuff. And then what we earned after all that. I even sent that to her. I said, see, we make money over here. That's a cool thing to, yeah, give her a real example. Something we hear a lot is, oh, okay, that sounds too good to be true. Like people have a hard time believing it. Especially, yeah, like great logistics. Yeah, especially you've driven for so many companies, like you said. It seems like a, a radically different experience for people. So, yeah. Yeah. I'll echo Milan. I hope that she comes over and joins us. I'm curious to know what it was like for you, as Maddie said, we get a lot of people who are like, it's too good to be true. How was it to take the plunge there and to become a, not only an owner operator, but like to trust again with a trucking company? Like I said, the company I worked for before you guys was my first actual owner operator company mm -hmm. and it was horrible. They treated me so bad too when I told them I, I was leaving. I ended up paying for stuff that I didn't, that I turned back in, stuff like that. I mean, it was awful, but I talked to your recruiter there. I asked a lot of questions after being at this yeah. other place. I knew, so yeah, I asked a lot of questions. It's like, all I can do is try. It's got to be better than where I'm at. Yeah. And do you feel like you had trust issues that you had to work through? Yeah. I was really scared. Was, I was just, I was afraid of losing my truck, not making enough money to be able to pay for my truck and pay my bills at home and stuff like that. Now, and not worried about it. Did you ever, were you in that position before or was that just like a, a fear that might happen? Oh yeah. I Doing that lease purchase because I wanted my own truck so bad, but never had that down payment or the immaculate credit you used to have to buy a truck. So I would try different, I tried several lease purchase programs, trying to find one that would work. One of them, I lost pretty much everything. So I couldn't pay for it. Yeah. I was getting three and $400 paychecks a week. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. It was, those lease purchase, it's so bad. Yeah. I would yeah. not recommend it. Nobody. All right. That's good to know. Cause sometimes we get some people asking whether or not we're we're ever going to be in the lease purchase thing. I don't, I can't even speak on it. I don't really know what the plans are, but. Yeah, we actually have a blog post on why we don't offer it that we can link in our oh, show. Good. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah, hear that out. So yeah, True North does not engage in, in lease purchase. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, see, they, I think the lease purchase is, it's the company oriented. They want to make money off of everything. Mm -hmm. And that's the way the last company I was with. They had to make money off of everything. 
I was leasing a trailer. They were charging me twice, which I'll charge for a lease trailer. Well, they were charging extra for insurance, everything. And if there's a company out there that would do the lease purchase and charge the driver what they should be charged, it would probably work because then they're still going to make money and they're going to be able to pay that and pay their bills. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I believe it could be done. Yeah, I mean, but, I feel like because we're working with owner operators and we want people to be able to grow their business, I feel like it contradicts some of the other initiatives we're trying to get started here. Yeah. I have 428 taken out of my check every week. It doesn't go up. It doesn't. Yeah. You don't yeah. say, oh, we got to take money for this. We got to take money for that. Y'all don't do that. I took a month off at Christmas. It wasn't supposed to be a month. It was supposed to have been two weeks. And we went to Indiana to see Alvin's family, his kids and stuff, and Christmas and all that. And when I came back, my truck wasn't fixed. There was stuff that was supposed to have been fixed on my truck. <laughs> I was off for the holidays, and now I've been busy and blah, blah, blah. So I ended off for another two weeks. That was when I had the trailer work done on the trailer and all that, too. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up off four weeks instead of two. And y'all were great. Y'all didn't rip four weeks of 428s out of my check. All the, you know, my first check, it's been spread out over several paychecks. It's been really good. That's great. I'm glad that we've been good to you just as much as you've been good to us. Yeah. Okay. Are y'all going to be at the truck show? (gasps) Yeah. I'll be there. Yeah. I'm going to have a lot of FOMO and be very sad to miss it, but I'm hoping for another time to get to meet you soon. Yeah. Yeah. What are you most looking forward to with Matt? I'll get into some of the demonstrations and stuff. Yeah. It'll be a lot going on. I think the biggest problem will be like not having enough time once you're there. Yeah. And then there's like all of the seminars. Have you been to a lot of trucking shows? I've been to that one one time, and it was a long time ago. Okay. What was it like? And what year was it? Do you remember? Probably early 2000s. Cool. Somewhere along in there, probably. To this specific one or just the trucking show in general? that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only one I've really been. We are doing this for the first time, and no one has been. (laughs) So we're like. (laughs) I don't know. It's kind of funny because we're relying on our drivers. It's huge. It's it's the biggest trucking show in the world. So, yeah, isn't that amazing? Not even just the biggest in the U.S., like the biggest in the world. Yeah, it's um, humongous. Yeah, you guys yeah. gonna have a great time. I drove down the last time I when I went before. I lived in Ohio then, so I drove to Louisville. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that far, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I have not been there in my truck. So they're supposed to be parking everybody at Cardinal Stadium. And I saw a picture of that on their website. And mm-hmm. there, it looked like there was a thousand freaking trucks there. <laughs> no, I think so. there's at least a thousand parking spots. 
I'm just like excited that you're going to to be there and be able to meet everyone and we're yeah, going to have everyone in the same space and you can meet other ICOs. And I think it's just going to be a wonderful time to really build those bonds and really connect uh, and create that community feel even further than what we've been able because to Because I don't really ever talk to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I was I mean, going to ask. I don't have any problems hardly ever. So I hardly ever call and talk to anybody. Yeah. And also just like you have so much going on. Like when would you really be talking to people? You have, you're driving and then when you stop at night, that's your time and it'll be a perfect opportunity to. I talk on the phone a lot during the day. Mm. My headset, on my headset, but not, I don't call anybody out. Do you consider yourself an introvert or are you, or does it depend on the. Oh no, I love people. You love people. Okay. I just don't, I don't like to bother people. Okay. <laughs> so, unless I really need to bother one of you guys, I don't. I understand. <laughs> Never, ever bothering us. I just really enjoy the drivers that really want to just communicate. So I hope that we get to do a lot of this stuff at the show. But I also think that I'm pretty sure any of those drivers would just be like, let's talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just like I you. I love to talk. Yeah. We're in the truck all the time. We got to talk to somebody. <laughs> yeah. And we love talking to them too. Like sometimes I think that I'm going to have a short conversation with the truck driver. And it's no, it's an hour. It's fine. Yeah. There, there's an hour in my day. And it's like. I talked to one the other night for a half an hour straight. And I thought yeah. I told him, I said, I've got to go walk my dogs. I got to go. <laughs> yeah. It's really great. I'm really excited about being able to talk your ear off at the trucking show. <laughs> And my husband, he's worse than me. Yeah? He talks to people all the time. He's done met three neighbors that bought property out there where we're buying from. Oh, that's kind of fun. And I don't own any of them because I'm out here. You're not there. Yeah. <laughs> and what does he do for a living? He's retired. He used okay. to do welding. He used to go to a lot of power plants, like that, doing welding. Yeah, like now that he's retired, he has nothing better to do than to talk to every single person. <laughs> yeah. I teach one that loves to talk about the Bible to people. And so he does a lot of that too. Yeah. Okay. You have to come back for a week and actually meet some people. I know a lot of people at the campground and stuff that I hang out with and stuff too when I go home. <laughs> and now when we get that property, I'll have to actually drive over there the campground but i've made quite a few friends there and they always want to know where i'm at what i'm doing and now my best friend that's up in tennessee i'm in her little circle thing and she always knows where i'm at oh she could like if i get in a wreck if i get in a wreck it will notify that circle let her know that i'm in an accident somewhere it's mm -hmm. like can't get help and there's an emergency thing some kind of emergency thing on there I forgot what it is now. That's really sweet. I like that. Yeah. So somebody kidnaps me. She don't know where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys like geolocated? It's some kind of circle thing. I have the app on my phone. I okay. I forgot what it's called. But... And she knows you where you are at all times. Yeah. Okay. I know where she's at too. You know where she is too. Yeah, that's yeah. so nice. Yeah. We've actually heard from a couple other drivers that they, they must use the same app or something really similar. We started doing it with her and her daughter, her grown daughters, because she door dashes. Ah. All time, every day. Wow. Door dashes. And she's got a couple of her daughters do too. She's got like seven kids. 
that are grown. But two of them do DoorDash too. And they, that's when she started that circle. So she would know where they were. They would know where she was. The case something went wrong. Mm-hmm. And then she asked me if she could put me on it. I said, yeah. So now she gets up every morning and looks to see where I'm at. That's a nice thing. That's really yeah. I love that. She doesn't hear from me or can't get a hold of me. She knows. Has she ever had to bail you out somewhere? No. Okay. We just started doing this. It hasn't been very long. Okay. All right. But I also have my watch too, which is, you know, that's just like having your phone. And my watch also, the iWatch 7, you know, there's a setting on that. So if I'm climbing up in my trailer or something, in the back of the trailer, and I want to fall. And it knocks me out. My watch will call 911 and tell me where I'm at. I love that. Wow. Oh, a lot of people don't that's know a great about feature. that. No, that's a great feature to have. Just like that sense of security. You don't have to worry about it on a day-to-day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know you I know. can lay there and die. Somebody's going to help me. <laughs> Do you have any tips or tricks that you're like, would like other truck drivers to know? My biggest one is I think all truck drivers should at least eat some stuff in their trucks. Because we got trucks, most of these places is fast food, which is killing us. You got 400 pound truck drivers out here that can barely breathe. No mm-hmm. You know, if they want to save their life. They need to do something like that. But don't get mad on the road. Give in. <laughs> okay. Somebody wants your lane, let them have it. Don't fight them for it. Don't get mad. Don't get outraged. It's so much better if you just let them have it. <laughs> No, I don't get mad very often, so I don't stay mad. That's a good life lesson. That'll keep your heart having a stroke. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I live as long as I can. If you're a truck driver, you got road rage. I don't know if you're living that long. (laughs) Oh, I have a friend that has a lot of road rage. I'll be on the phone with him. He'll be screaming at him. Yeah. They won't hear him, but I do. So... I just have a couple of questions and then I'll, I'll let you go. What would you be doing if you could not truck anymore? If I didn't have to make a lot of money like I do right now with my land and everything. Yeah. I would probably work at the campground that I live at. Okay. What would you be doing? There, but activities. Good for you. That sounds nice. Because yeah. I've already told Alvin down the road later on when I can stop driving. That's what I want to do. Yeah. You would be okay with a, a more stay-put job? Yeah, I'd still be outside a lot of it. There'd be okay. some indoor activities, but I'd still be outside a lot. Okay. So I, I think I would enjoy that. And there's a lot of kids. I love being around kids. It's my favorite thing. I mean, I always want to be a foster parent, but it just never, it never worked out for me to be able to do it. You have a lot of grandchildren, right? If you count my husband's grandchildren, uh huh, he just had his twelfth one night before last, okay. and I have seven, so we have nineteen grandchildren. Two of mine are not even two years old yet. Okay, and I've got them all the way up to sixteen. Wow! But he has twelve now. And how do you spoil all of those kids? Christmas. Okay. <laughs> Mostly Christmas, yeah. All mine are close to me because they all live in Pensacola. Mm-hmm. But his are scattered out in North Alabama and all the way up into Indiana. Okay. You don't see his every day. All right. So I'm assuming 
yeah, Christmas is huge at your house. Is it at your house or do you go no, on? We went okay. to, well, this past year, we went to Indiana and spent Christmas up there mm-hmm. with his son. And all his kids came there and everything. Because it's technically his house, but he let his son, one of his sons, take over the house. Mm-hmm. He has three kids. So he, he's living there making the house payments and everything. So that's where Christmas was this past year. Now, my kids always go to my ex-mother-in-law's. They just do. Okay. I don't know why. It's just always been that way. So every other year, I go to my ex-in-law's and have Christmas. Oh, that's really nice, though. Yes. And my husband went with me last year. Or not this past year, we were in Indiana. But the year before, he went with me. And we hadn't really been together that long then. He did that for me. That's really great. And my daughter, he is, he's such a, he's a really good person. My daughter wanted to have Halloween over in Gulf Breeze, which is right there where her dad lives in Armenia. Now he's had hip replacements and stuff like that, so he can't do a lot of walking anymore. And he's had lung surgery, too. He's had part of his lung taken out, but he can't do a lot of walking. He gets tired. So he sat there handing candy out at my ex-mother-in-law's house talking to my ex-brother-in-law the whole time while I was out trick-or-treating with my daughter, my ex-husband, and my grandkids. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm a bit. There's not too many men that can do that. This is like a modern-day Norman Rockwell painting, I feel. (laughs) (laughs) Something that don't happen too often. Yeah. Not with most people. Most people, they don't want you talking to your ex. Yeah. Yeah. But me and my ex, Ever since we got divorced, we've gotten along. We get along apart. Always done stuff with the kids. Like, what would you say to people who have kids and have ex husbands? Yeah, exes. They need to think about the children. Mm -hmm. Because when you can't get along as two parents, the only people that hurt, it hurt, is the kid. Yeah. Because they want their parents together, they want to have that happy. Thing. So by me and him doing stuff during holidays together with our children, it made them still be happy and still feel like they had a normal life. Yeah. And me and my daughter talked about it. She said she made all the she has an ex, my sixteen year old grandson. hmm And when they got they split up, I went to them and did the same thing with them. My grandson plays basketball. His mm-hmm. dad's very involved in basketball. So my daughter's around him quite a bit at games, stuff like that. And I told her, I said, that's the way it's got to be. Most people use the kid against the other parent, and they're hurting the children. Mm-hmm. I am a child of divorce, and I would have loved to have that. I would have appreciated that a lot. So good on you guys <laughs> to be Taking that on is really great. That's a prerequisite when I would get with somebody of like, you can't mess with this system that we have. You can't do it. We'll mm-hmm. never be back together. We know we can't get along together, but we have to get along together for our children mm-hmm. outside of the house. Yeah. See, when you're divorced and you're just hanging out with the kids and doing stuff, there's nothing expected of the other spouse. That's why it makes it work. Okay. Yeah. 
you can't go have a date and get along. My ex-husband drinks a lot. And so that's why we don't get along as far as cohabitating in the same home. Yeah. Being married. But when you're sep- when you're divorced and you live in separate households, it's easy to come together for a few hours. Put it aside. Yeah. How do you manage your mental health? Music's what does it for me. Okay. If I'm mad, I can turn the radio up really loud and start singing to the radio and it calls me. Usually that's what calms me down. And what are your... Nobody you know, can hear me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are your go-to, is it artists or maybe albums that you listen to when you need to calm down? Older country music. Or are we talking like 50s, 60s? Are we talking about no, before that? Uh, 80s, 90s. Okay. Early 2000s. Yeah. 58 on Satellite Radio. What's an artist that you really enjoy? Jason Aldean. Okay. I'll have to. Singer. I'll have to Reba look McIntyre. Dolly Hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a big Reba fan. I love, <laughs> I love, I love her show on TV. Yeah. I used to watch it every Friday night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I watch it when I see it on. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, every once in a while I'll do that too. I'm glad it's syndicated so I can watch it every once in a while. But yeah, I was super into that too. Country music for me is, I like the the old school stuff. I like the 50s and 60s. I like the Patsy Cline. I have that on vinyl and I listen to that when I go my house. Yeah. That's one of my favorite. That's a good one. Tammy Wynette. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. My mom's side of the family is from Texas. I don't have a lot of listening under my belt, but I got those influences. And so now as I'm an adult, I listen to more, you know, country music. I think that's basically it. And any last words? So just watch out where you're going. Yeah. Okay. Watch out where they're going. That's the biggest thing. Watch out where the other people are going. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. I have trucks every day. You can start to go around them and they're coming over that line. I'm on the horn. I watch their front tire. <laughs> oh, that's smart. Yeah. That's a good lesson. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And thank you very much for wanting to be a part of this, telling us your story or a little bit about you. And yeah, thank you. Donna, thank you so much. I cannot even tell you what a pleasure it's been getting to know you, talking to you, learning about your incredible career over all of these years. I've heard a lot about you from Milan, from Jen, from other people, and it's great to finally meet you. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Let It Ride with True North. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and share with a friend. For more information on how True North supports real owner operators like you just heard, follow us on Facebook at True North Transportation Co. Find us on Instagram or on our blog, Owner Operators Only, on our website at truenorthtrans.com. Let It Ride with True North is a production of True North Transportation. This episode was edited, produced, and hosted by me, Milan Allen. See you next time.